This is a Lawful Stupid RPG production. Hello everybody, it's Farid. Did you know Lawful Stupid RPG is sponsored by Cracker Dice? You can visit their website at crackerdice.com and use our coupon code GETSTUPID for 15% off your purchase. <laughs> now with Shinare's blessing, over the show. Hail and well met, and welcome to Dragonlance Echoes of Kryn, Dragons of the Hidden Flood, a D&D podcast presented by Lawful Stupid RPG. This podcast is an actual game of 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, played by a group of friends, professional performers, and voice actors with a passion for role-playing, improvisational storytelling, and dice-rolling. We'll begin in just a moment, but first, our players. Hello, I'm Jade, and I'm one of the founders of Lawful Stupid RPG. I've been a huge Dragonlance fan since the beginning, and producing this podcast has been a dream come true for me. I will be playing the dwarf of the party named Farin, and I hope the stories we tell sparkle in your hearts like the brightest gems Ryoks ever dreamed of. I am Panda. I am a Twitch streamer who goes by the username Panda, and I'm playing Tealy Tumblewood, your resident kender who will try only a little bit not to annoy you. Howdy, my name is Samus. I am a professional opera singer, and I am playing the mysterious and slightly grumpy one-armed archer who calls himself Onweir. Hello, I am Chael, and I am not an opera singer, and I will be playing Blip with her awesome animal companion, Dinner. The amazing barbarian duo. Greetings, I'm Chops. I'm a Vegas showman as well as a ghost hunter, and I'll be playing Lhasa, a half-elven wizard who will prove his worth to the world. Hello, I am Lindsay Rousseau. I am a voice actor and host of the rollout on YouTube, and I am playing Manto Bubulina, who has a dark secret that only my best friend Blip knows. And I'm Mr. Eager DM. I'm here to guide and to follow. Now, I invite you all to step with me into fantasy. And for our time together, let imagination rule. Last time. A group of ambassadors, pit fighters, a one-armed archer, and an uninvited guest experienced different facets of the imperial city of Gwynedd in northern Urgoth. As their varying fates unfolded, three of these individuals found themselves in the presence of his imperial majesty Mercadior Reddick V in his regal throne room. The other three are in prison. Tilly, you are roughly and rudely dragged down a long series of stone steps, making many switchbacks to an area that you can only assume is a dungeon. It has a dungeon feel to it. it doesn't smell good. The light is dark and grim. You hear coughing, you hear moaning. And there's just a general feeling of sadness and 
you don't have the impression that there's very much singing or playing that happens in this area. You are thrown into a cell with very tight bars. They're only two inches apart going around, and they are very thick. But you can see out of it, but unfortunately, the guards around you can also see into it. And you have two that are watching you very intently. The chains around your hands are removed, but those around your feet remain. Nearby, in a cell, you can see two individuals. One of them appears to be an Argothian male. The other one is perhaps a dwarf. You're not sure. Manto, would you be so kind as to describe what Teely sees? Obviously, I am a little rougher looking than normal, though my time in the gladiator pits... I always have, like, levels of of grime on myself, but being in this prison has made it even worse. You see what appears to be a young Ergothian male. Tattoos on the face, though they don't seem to be of sigils. almost seem more tribal-like, not necessarily representing a crest or anything like that. And his hair is, is tightly woven into twists going back in order to keep it out of his face. You see very worn leather, but if you look at it closely, you can tell that this leather has been very well made. It's rough looking, but it is absolutely, ver- the stitching is immaculate and been some almost embroidery, it looks like, going on with the stitching of this that, that I'm wearing. I'm assuming my weapons have been taken away from me, so. <laughs> they have indeed, yes. I do not have my weapons, but you can also see that there are gashes and scars on on my bed. Some look old, some look new. There's definitely some crusted blood that still looks rather fresh, probably from earlier today. You can tell that I am definitely Ergothian. I am most certainly not of a noble class, but I am not one who lives in squalor. Very well built. I do something involving combat, you would think. There is this look of just furiousness on my face. And you see that I'm constantly looking over to this this dwarf next to me and checking on her and making sure she's okay, which is rather odd because you would not normally think that a human, let alone a Nergothian, would be concerned about the welfare of a gully dwarf. Speaking of gully dwarfs, blip. What does Teely see? I am nervously shifting back and forth, leaning from one foot to the other. I keep taking my hands, rubbing them up and down my grime and filth-covered arms as I run my hands through my shockingly disgusting mess of short, dark brown hair. I pull my hand away, and you can see a little bit of grime and oily, slick stick to it as I pull it back. And I nervously look around and hold on to Manto, and I reach into my pocket and pull out a very small, gray-looking poppet. And if anyone were to take a closer look at it, it is surprisingly curly and chest hair reminiscent. Oh my god. 
and I pet my little poppet in nervous anxiety. <laughs> I'll adjust my uh, flower sack skirt and just continue to stand there and pet my chest hair poppet. I need that poppet. <laughs> I'm not sorry for this. <laughs> It will be in my pocket in no time. Oh, I have a feeling Kendar will find a way to (laughs) obtain said poppet. (laughs) How far away are they from me? 15 feet. And are we in the same cell or are we separate? You're separate cells, but the same sort of area. Okay, cool. There's a hallway of sorts going down the middle of this room and looks like this dungeon has been carved into the actual stone of the bluffs of Gwynedd. And each entrance to the cells, except for yours, yours stands separate, is a square cell with bars on every side of it so everyone can see into it. It's a lit large for you, actually, but that is where you're being kept. The uh, Across from you, there are almost cave-like openings in uh, stone going down this cavern-like hallway and set into these cave-like openings are barred doors and you are able to see into one of these cells and that is what you see. This human, this Argothian human, a young man and a gully dwarf. I stand and grip my tiny hands around the bars just looking over. Hi! Dungeon friends? It's nice to meet you. I'm Teely, if you wanted to know. How well am I able to see her from my vantage point? As you look out, there's not much light. You're able to see reflecting light coming down the hallway. You assume it's daylight from somewhere above, shining on her fingers. You could see her eyes, and you could see her teeth glinting in the light. Oh, well, I see how it goes. Now, the nobles of Gwynedd have taken to imprisoning children. Is that where this country has come? <laughs> I, I'm not a child. Um, I'm a, I'm a kender. I apologize, Madam Kendar. It is very hard to see from where I am, and you just sound so young and vibrant and youthful. A blush comes across my face at the the compliments. Oh, yes, I have heard tales of your people before, and, well, having seen what is done to those who visit, I cannot understand why you would dare step foot in Gwynedd. Unless, of course, you have lice or something and needed a quick way to get rid of them. <laughs> no, don't worry, I don't have lice. Um, it would, you know, it would be really hard to get out. Yes, meaning they're going to take your hair, young one. Or old one. I'm not sure, it's hard to tell. I'm young. <laughs> and, um, thanks. Um, no, I won't let them take my hair. Don't worry about it. Um, speaking of why I'm here in Gwynedd, um, I figure if I share mine, would you share yours? I feel like we could have, like, a friendship. We can all talk together. We can get each other's names and maybe even sing a few songs. Uh, and I will look over at Blip and be like, well, at least she's not boring. 
I will grab a hold of Manto's hand and pull him away. You no, no. You stay away. We 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 know no. We 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 know no her. She be, she may be bad. This is true, but apparently we are bad too. Uh fair point. It is quite boring down here, so why not? Uh I'm Manto. This is my companion Blip. Uh I mean I was born and raised in this city. My days are mostly spent fighting those who have something to prove until my sword takes them down and, well, then they are put back in their place. <gasps> You're a fighter? Uh, well, I mean, it's not as glorious as that, unfortunately. I am not one of the soldiers. I merely fight in the pits that Gwynedd is renowned for. Blip here works at those pits as well. That's how we met, actually. As strong. Blip is very strong, yes. That's so cool. I'm not very strong. Maybe we could arm wrestle at some point. I'm sure we'll both get out of here and we can we can tough it out. I actually wrote a joke about fighters and I've been waiting to meet one so I could tell it. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? You might want to sit down. It's real funny. Uh, we are sitting. Yes. So please continue with your joke. What is a fighter's favorite drink? Guess. You have to guess the joke. You have to guess. Oh, um... It's really funny. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I... Mead? Ale? Punch! Because <laughs> <laughs> fighters, they punch things and they fight. Uh, it's really funny. I, I, I see and what you did there. I feel like there might be a language translation issue going on. Um, for yes, that is very witty. Um... I will laugh about it later. Yeah, I, I can I can take criticism. It's, <laughs> no, it's you I'll you have you have lightened uh, the mood in here quite a bit, uh, little one. Thanks. Just as you were saying that, from echoing somewhere down out of sight, you hear a <laughs> as dinner. Somewhere oh, I didn't put her in with is us. not pleased with what other situation. <laughs> He finds himself in. I start to just sob and wail loudly, loudly at the sound of this. It's okay, Blip. That's probably our dinner. I wail even louder to the point of near screaming. Miss, Miss Tilly, you, you're, if the stories are true, your kind are very adept at uh, getting in and out of places unknown, uh, unseen and unheard. Is that right? I mean, I guess, I think. The screaming and wailing that you hear, that is not our dinner. I mean, yes, it is dinner, but not our dinner. It is the name dinner. of dinner. Blip is very, very unoriginal in her laming process. That is her pet, her pet dinner, but not our dinner, her dinner, but not to eat dinner, to pet dinner. My, my d d dinner. Dinner. <laughs> I see. I get it. What do you want? Yes, uh, we suspect dinner is going to become dinner, so we need to save dinner. Uh, yeah, um, okay. Uh, uh, what's your plan? 
Uh, I'm really good at stabbing things, but I'm not so good from behind the bars. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. And Blip is very good at um, uh, crafting devices that trip people and um, moral uh-huh. support. Uh-huh. And she's very uh-huh. strong. Uh-huh. Strong. Yes, very strong. I go bonk. But we need to get out. Do you know which guard has the keys? DM, have we, in our time down here, been able to ascertain who might had said keys? Make a perception check. Oh, dear. Okay. Oh, hey, that's a that's a good roll. So that is going to be 21. Oh, 21, even with the very dim light providing it's negative to that, you are able to look out and you see in the shadows about six feet away from either side of... Tilly's cell are sitting two guards on stools watching her and hearing every word you say. <laughs> uh, yes, Miss uh, Kendar, it is the lovely individuals that you see who have been listening to our entire conversation. Hi. Which one of you guys has the keys? <laughs> they barely break eye contact with you keeping their gaze just focused on the cell. <laughs> um, they're not very talkative. Um, no. I'm thinking that dinner will be fine. I'm, th- I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it'll be okay, Blip. You, no, no, he, 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 he need me. Need me. <laughs> I'll walk over to the edge of the cell and I'll grab a hold of it and with both hands and start to shake the bars as hard as I can. <laughs> oh, breaking my heart, Plip. Blip, do you think that you're crying because you need dinner? What? If you're crying because you need dinner, then maybe dinner's crying because they need you. I completely freeze. They are quite inseparable. So you're both okay. You're just missing each other. Well, there is the small matter of whether or not dinner is going to be served for dinner. And hearing that, I just let out another wail and start banging the cell bars with my head. Oh, oh and uh, I will immediately try and stop her from doing that. And now, <laughs> guards, can you see now what this is doing? Please, can we just not have the pig in the cell with us? I mean, we will look after them. It, it It's one less thing for you to have to worry about, huh? What's this about the pigs I hear? Coming down the step, you see a man holding a lantern. He is Urgothian. He is wearing very elaborate clothes, not the toga that you're used to seeing. This is a different fashion. It has a blue velvet look and a very elaborate cravat. It is a waistcoat with trousers and uh, riding boots. And as he comes down the steps, he has one hand on his hip and is holding the lantern out in front. And you can see the light shining upon a dark-skinned man with a very pencil-thin mustache and slick-back hair as he steps daintily down the steps, gets a little closer to you, has a start as he stops and 
looks around and reaches into his pocket and pulls out a silk handkerchief and holds it up to his nose as he steps down the rest of the way. Pigs and warthogs and banging. I suppose that is the sort of thing that one would expect to find in a dungeon. Uh Aha, Bob. Of course you are, my dear. Do I know who this is? Make a history check. Uh, seven. You would have remembered if you'd ever seen this particular individual before. Mm Mm-hmm. See, steps forward and holds the lantern up to see you and Blip. My lord, this has all been a misunderstanding. That is all. I'm just merely trying to get my friend's pet back to her. We are only in here because, well, someone is a sore loser. A misunderstanding. I imagine that is something else that many people say in a dungeon. Were you at the fight today? Or in the palace. It's also what happened with me, too. Hmm. Then you would know what happened. He looks and gives you a very obvious once-over, looking you up and down, Manto. Brings the uh, silk up to his nose and sniffs it. I may have questions for you in a moment. But first, I wish to speak to the musical Kenda. (laughs) My name is Berenzi Victo. What is your name? Uh, My name is Teely Tumblewood. I extend my hand out to shake his hand through the bars. Ah, that is uh, all right. I have heard a rumor that you uh, are musically inclined. Is that true? That is very true. But Jarvin the something? I think he was like the eighth. I don't know. He took my lyre. Mmm, <laughs> yes. A precocious boy. Would you mind demonstrating? Sing me a song, my dear. Any song you like. Any song? Okay. Um. I question. <laughs> is is there a song that I could sing? I am keen to hear what you are able to create on the fly, Tilly. Oh no. Oh dear. Oh boy. Okay. There once was a kender named Teely. Had a misunderstanding indeed. She doesn't like melons, but Farron's my friend. And, you know, so I need kind of like a written thing. I don't really come up with things on the spot. And my book of, like, you know, my book of all my lyrics and things is with my liar. I keep them together and you know how it is. Make a performance check, Tilly. <laughs> with advantage because of the excellent RP. <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah, it's you know, better than saying, no, I won't do it. Okay, that's 24. Wow. Hmm. 
Yes, you're not so good at the extemporization, but it is a lovely tone. Hmm. I mean, it was either that or a song about a boar I heard a long time ago. <laughs> at the mention of boar, I wail louder. I comfort her. He nods and sniffs his silk handkerchief again and turns back to you. And you, my lad, facing you, Manto. A performer of sorts, correct? I am a fighter, but yes, if you are suggesting that what goes on in the fighting pits of Gwynedd is entertainment... Then, yes, I suppose you could say that I am a performer, though one that often leads to deadly consequences. But not always. No, not always. Sometimes the fans merely want the spectacle in a sport. It is best to sometimes let your opponent escape with a little bit of their ego left intact. Just a little. A spectacle, indeed. You don't, by any chance, happen to know how tall you are. Well, uh, because my parents were both crafters, I actually do. I am five foot eight. Five foot eight? How serendipitous. I've never heard that before about height, but okay. Tilly, my dear. Uh-huh. And Manto. What do the two of you know about opera? Uh, enough. My lord, you are obviously well-to-do. I unfortunately have never had the funds to attend the opera, but I am friends with some of those who work behind the scenes, and I can often hear the sounds trailing out when they are rehearsing, and it is most lovely. <laughs> That is very nice of you to say. Yeah, what he said too. I, I, I'll say that as well. I'll what he said. <laughs> as I said before, my name is Berenzi Victor, and I happen to be the main empresario for the Brandspire. Ah, uh, perf excuse me. Here in Ergoth, in, in Gwynedd, it is referred to as the Teatro Spire. And I am in a bit of a pickle. My latest masterwork, The Champions of the Lance, a opera commissioned by the royal family to commemorate the deeds done by certain heroic individuals in this past conflict. There is a great deal of illness that has beset our particular band, I do believe they are not reacting well to the water. I have a small man who is set to play the part of uh, Tasselhood, and uh, <laughs> what did you know that fate has dropped in my lap a kinder who can sing? Oh yeah, I, I could do that. That would be that would be an honor to play him. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would love that. This illness has also taken its toll on the very muscular and active man that I have slated to play the part of Storm Bigblade. <gasps> and at the mention of Storm, you see my face 
flash with awe. You are both welcome to make history checks. Ah, that is much better. A 14. You're pretty sure it was Storm Brightblade, but... uh, I mean, I figured he had changed the name for performative purposes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. An 18 on my end. An 18. And, of course, the tales of Tasselhoff are somewhat well-known amongst the kender of Hilo. Yeah, I was like... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, T... Tilly had the exact same assumption of like they just changed it for performative uses. Yeah, it was copy copyright purposes. Like, uh, yeah, that's what I was figuring. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I don't expect a fighter to be able to sing, but fortunately, this illness has not claimed my performer's voice as of yet. He will be able to sing from off stage, but I do need someone to wear his costume, and you happen to be. Exactly the right height. My lord, it would be an honor to remotely be able to step into the boots of one of the greatest Knights of Salamnia of all time. Are you familiar with the Salamnic traditions? I have read many, many stories of them. I have never had the pleasure of meeting a knight in person, but it is my dream to one day. That's excellent, excellent. Well, then, I will speak to the people that need to be spoken to and see about your release. Um, and he turns to look at you, Tilly. Um, I do have a request, actually. <clears throat> um, Manto has a friend over there called Blip, who has... I was just going to ask. Who has a pig. Um, he, he leans in and looks up. Ah... That would be the source of the smell. If you can get my hair saved and their pig saved, I think we could have a deal. And Blip would make a great stagehand. Make a persuasion check, Manto, with advantage, thanks to Tilly's help. Ah, yes, that is lovely. Seventeen. I would normally not even entertain the idea, but desperate times. She could stay in the stable. She is not to enter the Teatro Spire. Agreed? Agreed. Where is this pig? I think you can hear its screams coming from the end of the hallway. Yes, well, do not fret. You will be released shortly. He turns to you, Tilly. I do hope you understand the extraordinary circumstance that you find yourself in. Do this for me, and you will be able to leave Gwynedd with your hair intact, a fate that I dare say has not befallen a kender in some time. That would be incredible. Thank you so much. I twirl my hair in my hand with a, a somewhat smug expression. Looks back to Manto and Blip. I told you I'd keep it. <laughs> this man, Berenzi Victo, moves along the passage, daintily stepping over a puddle which appears to be urine and heads up the stairs.
in the throne room, there has been a great deal of boring exchanging of compliments and titles. You are introduced to Emperor Mercadior Redic V, a imposing yet not particularly grim-looking man, as he has a wide smile for each and every one of you and is extremely cordial. He introduces to you his wife, Ostrena Redic, beautiful woman with extremely soft complexion, long black hair that is in ringlets that goes to the small of her back. She is wearing the traditional pala that you have seen many of the other women wearing, except hers is white and nearly unadorned except for a single large diamond that hangs from her neck. To her right is a young woman, appears to be in her early 20s, who is introduced to you as Vatia Redic, the daughter of Ostrena and Mercadio. And he leans forward and looks at you aside, says, So, I understand you are an apprentice. Are you looking forward to your test at the... He stops and makes a slight turn towards the red-robed man with the close-cropped black beard. What was it called, Thalbus? The Tower of High Sorcery, my lord. Ah, yes. The Tower of High Sorcery. I imagine it is something you both anticipate and dread, is it not? Well... My lord, I would say that you are quite observant. It brings me a great deal of eagerness and concern to know that I will go forward to bring honor to my people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you have a companion. I have heard a great deal about this human, <clears throat> this stranger to our land that you have befriended. Your master is... Very complimentary of him. Yes, your lordship. My name is Anwir, my lord. A pleasure to be in your company. Very fine manners. It is not often that we have people of your station here in the Imperial Palace. The honor is ours. I would like to, over the course of time, be observing both the emperor and his wife and his daughter's behavior and make an insight check once I've had time to study them. All right, make an insight check. I was hoping I could do it at advantage if I delayed it, but I will <laughs> roll. 25. So as this conversation goes on, based on little things that are said, such as what the emperor just said, honored to have someone of your station at the Imperial Palace. And the looks that you are receiving from the emperor's wife and the daughter, you begin to get the impression that you may have been presented by someone somewhere as something that you are not. I will refrain from bringing that realization to light in my face. Based on what it is that the emperor is saying, can I guess with my insight check 
what I might have been attempted to be passed off as. You know, you're not really sure what. It's not really mentioned again without a direct question or a, a direct moving on to the topic. It doesn't seem to be addressed again in the course of this particular conversation. Unless you wish to turn it back towards that. Oh, no, not even a little bit. No. <laughs> okay, well, in that, in that case, you will just have to be aware that for the time being, you have a cover that seems to be well and truly in place. Understood. But the insight I meant is in terms of demeanor, in terms of authenticity, is it a performance that they're putting on or are they genuine in their presentation? The Emperor is supremely confident in his power and in his right to rule. The women are nearly invisible. They have very practiced and honed, almost ritualistic responses to things he says, where they look in the room, how they hold their hands, how they sit upon their seats, and they do not deviate from that. I will keep an eye on them to see if I can catch flickers of their actual feelings beneath their cool exterior. I will address that later, perhaps. The Emperor then turns to you, Farron. And Master Farron, our visitor from Thorbaden, I must apologize for the delay. I have been extremely busy matters of state but now that our delegation from the elven lands has arrived we would all be able to have conversations that I think will be beneficial to everyone a mutual exchange of ideas for the future of all of our peoples but the main reason why I have brought you forward is that I wish to invite you all to join me and my family. Tonight there is the opening performance of a new work at the Teatro Spire, an opera which I have commissioned called The Champions of the Lance. I uh, may have made one or two modest contributions to the music myself. And I wanted you all to join me for a night where I am able to show you what Gwynedd and Ergoth have to offer, if you will do me the honor. The honor is unquestionably ours, my lord. Excellent. It is decided, then. The performance will begin at sundown. Now, traditionally, there is a light meal ahead of the performance and then a large one afterwards. Excellent, your lordship. We thank you kindly for all of the generosity and hospitality you offer us. And it will be a great honor to hear music penned by the hand of such a great and majestic lord as yourself. <laughs> Indeed. Returns towards your master. Aranathis, your apprentice's manners are almost as good as yours. Aranathis bows and turns to you and gives a small smile. And so you leave the Imperial throne room, returning to your quarters 
Lhasa, you are stationed across the hall from your master, who stops at the door and turns to you and says, And your impressions of Gwynedd? It is a strange place. There are so many people, and so many of them move about in a way that I, I can scarcely understand. But the fact that their traditions uh, require them to mark themselves, I, I think will be of a great deal of aid to me as I try to understand them and their workings. The city itself is beautiful, although it seems that many of the people hold secrets in their hearts. That is not uncommon, where there are more people, there tend to be more secrets. Yes, of course it is as you say. I just wasn't quite prepared, I must admit. Anything that troubled you in particular? I've seen many humans. I've seen a couple of dwarves. But uh, it would seem we are the only elves. Or uh, perhaps I should say, you are the only elves. And that surprises you? I had thought, perhaps. But I suppose it was a foolish hope. There will be others of our kind in other parts of Kryn. But here in Urgoth, I will be very surprised to see any of our people. I have made arrangements for your friend to stay here in the Imperial Palace. I have told the Emperor that he is one of the scribes for Astinus. It is a job that requires a great deal of observation and not much interaction. I think it is perfect. Therefore, he can stay close and answer your questions about humankind while I attend to my duties on behalf of Qualinari. Yes, of course. And I thank you for taking the time to do so. He has aided me already in this journey. I became separated. I know. <laughs> yes, of course you do. Have you ever been to an opera, Arthur? No, I was never given the opportunity. I anticipate an exciting evening. Yes, I, I, I would imagine so. I, I've heard stories of how beautiful the music can be. And, yes. And to, to have it be penned by the Emperor, I, I can only imagine. Mm. And he turns to his quarters, opens the door, and glides in, shutting it softly behind him. Farron, you return to your quarters. Yes. Linthara is there. She bows and uh, says... Um, a kender was apprehended earlier today. She was wearing a rather elaborate costume, and there were a great deal of questions that I ah, had difficulty answering. I am not complaining, of course. I am 
really passing along information. These questions, I think, will probably come back to you. I am sorry, I was unable to avoid telling them certain things. My dear, I'm so sorry. I... It is the, my fault. I should, I should have been more observant. I, I cannot believe that Kendra, all things. I hope that I will see you tomorrow, sir. She uh, slinks out of the room. Unless you have something you wish to say. No, I, uh, I let her walk. Ashamed of myself, really, for lying to her. That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Dragonlance, Echoes of Kryn, Dragons of the Hidden Flood. If you would like to know more about us, please visit our website at lawfulstupidrpg.com. We also invite you to join us for our live streaming games at twitch.tv lawfulstupidrpg. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Until next time, as Sularus Oath Mithas, farewell. This has been a Lawful Stupid RPG production.